It's the RK Perfect Podcast, episode 55. And I'm one of your hosts, Taxter. With me as always, my brother in arms. It's Daz. How are you, Daz? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Man, that's another podcast for me within less than a week. How many have you hit? You've only hit you've you did is it one on one of the weekend? I did one I did one last Friday. Oh shit, exactly yeah. a week ago. Then yeah. I did one Saturday with Darren Doyle for this show for RK yeah. Perfect. And now this one. So, so you are living up to the name, aren't you? The Australian Podcast Podfather. Yeah, oh, yeah the Podfather, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, it'll be nice to have a bit of a bit of a couple of weeks break, I think, after this one. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. deserve a little break. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're off for a new episode, Daz, uh, episode 55. We've, we decided to mix it up a little bit, didn't we? Mm, mm. Uh, as we mentioned in the last, um, well, the last RK Perfect uh, Conversions episode. And uh, we're going to do uh, a bit of an A to Z, aren't we, this yeah. episode? Something different, something different. Um, we, we thought I'll, we'll give our guests a break and just uh, do something just with Tag and I and just, you know, a bit laid back. And, um, yeah, just an A to Z of our obscure and probably our favourite, some of our favourite arcade games that we know that we won't dedicate a episode to because, you know, oh. l- lack of ports, etc. Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, for many, many reasons. But, you know, we thought, why not? This should be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a two-parter. It's going to be two-parter. A lot of people do A to Zs and they're kind yeah. of, we all we already know those, don't we? That's, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah to be so yeah we'll try to pick a few out the bag that maybe not so many people know hopefully um hopefully people will check some of these games out and um and give them a try and you know you never know you might find it to be one of your favorites in the future there's a couple on my list that are a little bit more common but anyway it's kind of my interest some of my interest games that i still like today that i that i like back in the day that probably didn't get the love that they deserved yeah, exactly. Like, like it'll start with um, tag. He's got A. I've got B. He's got C. I've got D, etc. So we're just swapping letters. And um, yeah. also, I, I also did ask the wall. Okay, perfect podcast wall. Um, what what are your obscure or favourite games that don't get much love? So we'll read them out at the end of the show as well. Yeah, yeah. So so I I've got B, I've got B D, yeah F and that. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, 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 what have you got? You've got BDF as well. That's, no, I've got A, A and C. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried about that, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do all of the letters, skipping out A, B, D. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to talk about it. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> so, Thas, before we get, before we get into it, what have what have you been up to? Gaming-wise? Uh, Gaming-wise, not much, to be honest. This last couple, I was just playing a bit of Nintendo Switch. Um, still a bit glued on Astro Blaster on MAME. Um, I really love that game, man. Mm. It's a really yeah, good game. Sega game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's great. I, I, think I've, I, I think I gravitated towards it because I love Mega Mania and Atari 2600, which that game is based off. So... Yeah, um, yeah, from memory, yeah, it's not much. Got a few, a few mods. What's that? A few mods, a few console mods. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, got um, 
I got the EverDrive Pro for my uh, Mega Drive, so um, been playing that. For, actually, I've been playing that for a little bit. Um, I got the Saturn one, the mode, which didn't work for me because the PSU seems to have um, not stopped working. So Mr. Tag here has fixed it for me. So since that, crossed. fingers crossed. Fingers we'll crossed. Find out. We'll oh, find I, out. I, I hope. I hope. I hope so. I really do because I just want to play the damn Saturn. Um, uh, say that that should arrive soon. He posted yeah. that out to me today. So, um, or was it yesterday? Wasn't it? Yesterday, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Hmm. And um, yeah, the RG, RG 350 handheld gets a lot of love at night. At night hmm. <laughs> in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know you love your game stars. Yeah, but, I, uh, a lot, yeah. Not... I always push the right buttons. <laughs> so. No, no, I play a lot of MAME on it, on it in, in, in the bed, so it's yeah. great. And um, I've been actually I've been playing. I was playing a bit of um, Mario Tennis on the Switch yesterday. It's not not a bad game, not bad. I thought it'd be better, but yeah, yeah I had it on the 3DS and uh, played it a fair bit on the plane once when I was uh, going to the UK. I thought I'll down, I'll, I'll buy something a bit hefty and mm. get into it on a big you know 24 hour flight or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I thought it'd be yeah. better, but. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What have I been up to? Um, I've been playing the Saturn a bit. I've got the um, the mode as well, so I've been trying out some obscure Japanese games. A Saturday afternoon now tends to consist of um, uh, the chair being reclined and a bottle of beer and <laughs> playing and playing um, uh, the pool game on it, the Data East um, side pocket side, side pocket two. Yeah, oh, wow. Is, all these digitized v, uh, FMV, you know characters in there uh, they look like they're actually american people with japanese um uh, japanese voiceovers so it's a bit ropey but uh, <laughs> there's something chilling about it you know the music's yeah. terrible but but relaxing at the same time so that's a little saturday afternoon chill uh, and i bought a few components to um to fix my monitor for my donkey kong jr so uh, i'm going to be pulling that out tomorrow the monitor and uh, fixing a few components. Do you know uh, what you're doing? Hopefully, hopefully um, it all goes well. The operation is successful, <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't kill it. So, you, do you know what you're doing though? Well, no, I think I believe I know what I'm doing. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Uh, I, I, until I turn it on, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at the manual, and it, it says the parts I'm changing are not specifically uh, ones that will set fire to anything. So, yeah. which is promising. Let's just hope when you uh, turn it on, it's... Uh... Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, give you, we'll give you an update on that, no doubt, on social media. If you <laughs> see, see Taxter running out of the house that's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time uh, since I've used these sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, cool. All right, let's get All started, right. hey? In. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's the A to Z of... Kind of obscure games, games that we probably won't feature on the uh, on the podcast. Um, kicking it off with Adas Amidar. Okay, hey, Amidar. Have you ever played Amidar? You know what? I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Yeah. Okay. I got into Amidar during the main gaming league. So the main gaming league about five years ago is an Australian forum gaming league. Amidar was a game that came up out of the ten games that you play in a bit of a championship. Um, and uh, yeah, I really put a lot of time into it. I do remember this game Amidar <clears throat> um, uh, back as a kid. 
So it, that's what made me stick with it a little bit more because I thought, wow, wow. I did play this game in the arcade a few times, um, but I never really knew what it was called. So all these, you know, 20, 30 years later, um, you know, I get to realise what the name of this game is that I played back as a kid in the arcade. So was it was it one of those games when you saw it, you're just like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those, oh my god, I remember this game. It actually looks a little bit like um, uh, Kicks. Yeah, Taito. Oh, okay. So what do you have to do though? Because it's it's made up of you know squares and grids okay. on the screen, mm -hmm. and as you as you go round a grid, it actually fills that grid in. So oh. instead of like Kicks, where you create a grid, yeah, or you create a, a section that's mm -hmm. when that's complete, it fills in. With Amador, the sections are already pre-populated. But you've got to get round them, okay? okay. While okay. enemies are also on the grid, so, so yeah, so it's it's um it's a mix, it's a mishmash of Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, okay? That's what, I, and a little bit of kicks, okay? okay. It sounds a bit strange, but I'll try to elaborate and make sense of my mumbling. So, um, came out by Konami in nineteen eighty-one. It appeared on a couple of machines, okay? It came out on the Atari. 2600 or for david the 2600 because he loves it when i say that if you're still listening <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and um the pv1000 the a japanese casio console okay which is a really cool looking machine actually if you want to google that the pv1000 never seen it before but um basically uh, you play as a gorilla okay on the first stage um and you're chased by the amidars Okay, so the Amidars are little people with spears. Okay. Uh, they, they actually follow the grid, okay? So they'll go, let's say they all start on the left-hand side of the grid. They will kind of go in a wave down down the grid and to the right. Mm -hmm. When they get to the right, then they'll continue down and go, go left. When they reach the bottom, they'll do the same thing, but they'll go up the screen. So they're in a pattern, yeah? Like okay, the so ghost. they don't follow you. They don't follow you. They're in a pattern like okay. the ghosts. Ghost in Pac-Man, as an mm -hmm. example, okay? They don't actually chase you like the ghosts do in Pac-Man. They just follow a pattern and follow it along, okay? Um, later on, there's also somebody called a tracer. So the tracer actually just go, continues around the outside of the uh, the grid, okay? Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of, you know, if, you do, if you're clear of the Amidars, you do have to be careful of the tracer coming back around and catching you out as well. So you've okay. got your eye on you've got your eye on a few things there. What you're trying to do in stage one is fill in, go around all of the all of the sections to color them in. And uh, and one of the little techniques is if you color in the four corner pieces uh, of this game, then it's kind of like eating a power pellet. Ah. So then you can chase the Amadars down for a short period of time, either kill them and get big bonus points, or while you while they're vulnerable. And you're invulnerable. You can go and um, try to complete the grid. So it's kind of a you're trying to get the grid finished, trying to hide and, and dodge the Amidars, and you use the kind of power pellet four corners as a power up to attack or to try to complete the grid. You do that stage, and then stage two is a totally separate kind of game, okay. which is the bonus stage. So again, this is where that kind of Donkey Kong thing comes in. You've got very different you know, three or four very different stages that make up each each kind of round of the game. The second round of the game is um, it's basically you're a, <laughs> you've got a banana at the bottom of the grid mm -hmm. and you've got a pig that 
runs across the top of the screen. What you have to do is try to get the pig to um, work its way down and land at the banana for a big bonus. Okay. okay. So you have to get the look at the banana and you have to trace your way back up the grid to where you have to set the pig off at the start. All right, because it'll follow a path. It'll follow. It'll always go down and to the to the right until it gets all the way to the right, and then it'll go down and to the left at the first left or right exit that, that comes up. So you have to quickly trace your way back up to the top of the screen and then try to time hitting him so he comes down the screen. It, you can't control him at all. It follows that predetermined kind of first mm-hmm. first left, first right, first drop down. That's stage two. So that's where you build up a lot of points. So if you're in the high score kind of challenge uh, environment, you have to you have to have a really fast reaction and work your way back up the grid and hit the button and capture him at the right time. The third stage, again, like Donkey Kong, it's very different kind of level. You're actually a roller brush, like uh, you know, <laughs> a, paint, a paintbrush. What the it's, hell? It's, it's, it's well random, really. You know, uh, there's a kind of theme there, but then there's also an element of no theme. So um, that, for some reason, on the title screen, is called Player Two but you, you still control it. So you're a paintbrush, and it's very much the same as the first stage. But on this occasion, you have to, you can't, you have to, you have to go round the squares in the grid, but you can't go in any, you can't, you can't close any grid off. You've got to only, you can only close off a grid that is next to one you've already closed. Oh, okay. Get that, yeah. All right. So, so it's a, a lot harder. Yeah, if you try to go past that one, you, your your paint strip or your paint color stops. So you have oh. to go back, link back, link back to it. And this time, all the grids have actually got points in them. So you know, a big grid is worth a lot more points than a small grid, which you can go around quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and again, on this one, there's no way of um, killing the enemies on this one because you can't go and do the corners. For example, first you've got to do square yeah, next yeah, yeah. to the square you, you've completed so so there's those three different levels they all take a little bit of practice you have to kind of learn the patterns of the amadars um and it's it's actually a really fun game the the difficulty comes in the fact that the amadars the the, the things that chase you um do speed up you know stay uh, uh level by level so it starts to uh, get quite tricky you have to be have your eyes on everything but it's a very challenging very fun um, and I find a very rewarding game. It's funny. I'll come look at screenshots. I'm like, it does not look that in depth. It's yeah, it that's crazy. Quite a, bit, quite a bit to it, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's just a game that I do remember playing. You know, back in the day, uh, maybe I was at a hotel and there was a couple of arcades yeah. in the lobby. You know, and I was there for a week, and it was a game that I played. I don't remember, you know, like going to an arcade and really playing it, but it was definitely a game that I touched on. Back in the day, it was nice to uncover it again, you know, five yeah. or so years ago, and uh, realize it's actually quite a deep, nice little game when you get into it. Cool, um, so, yeah, so go check out Amidor, guys. Um, it's been around since 1981. It's got elements of different games in there, but it's a really nice little game on its own. Cool. Nice one. Wow, that was, a, that was very in-depth. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Sean. I'll be back in the next one's a lot quicker. It will be. <laughs> uh, I, I picked, I picked, I was going to say number B. <laughs> letter B. Phew, letter thank God you B, didn't go A. Letter B. 
Uh, I picked Bump and Jump from Data East, 1982. Now, um, ports-wise, it had Intellivision, Atari 2600, ColecoVision, an MZ computer, which I've never heard of. I had to look that up, and I still couldn't find what that was. Um, An X1 computer, a Japanese computer. Yeah. And a NES. There's a NES port, which is actually quite good. And there's an unofficial port on the C64 called Burn and Rubber. Which I remember clearly because I used to play the heck out of it. Um, but Bump and Jump is one of those games, like how hey, you said that you played when you were a kid, hmm. and then you rediscovered it when you're older. It's like I remember playing it again probably a couple of years ago on Mame. I'm like, oh, what's this Bump and Jump? Geez, that rings a bell. Yeah. And when I chucked it, I go, oh my god! I remember playing this back uh, when my sister used to play indoor soccer. You know, they used to have arcade machines in the indoor soccer place where yeah. she used to play. And that was one of the games here. It was on a tabletop. Remember, it had yeah. that and it had Karnov. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's funny how it just brought back memory. And I still play it now. I, I love it. It's a vertical uh, vertical game. Yeah. Vert- vertical screen. What pretty much what you have to do is um, bump and jump cars. And you just got to get to the end, pretty much. Yeah. And you got a very high jump. So you can... You can um, pretty much jump and then jump on other cars, destroy yeah. them. Um, the sprite gets bigger, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does, coming, yeah. It's coming into the screen. Yeah, it's got like a depth of feel sort of thing from the top when you yeah, jump. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then you know, you, you have to jump um, like like uh, the water. For example, there'll be like a ramp and it'll make you yeah. jump for longer. And, you know, it, mm. it gets very difficult. It's pretty much the same thing throughout the whole game. It just gets harder, more cars. It goes faster. Yeah. But, um. It's 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 very very good for a 1982 game. It's very pretty, uh, a bit, bit blocky, but it's pretty. Lots of color. Um, Data East were kicking goals with this one, I think. And um, there's another game in my list later, which I didn't click to. That was sort of like a spiritual successor by another company. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, I didn't realize. So um, yeah. doing doing some research, I was like, oh wow, okay, that's that's true. This, this is a spiritual successor, but. <laughs> Um, similarities, yeah, to yeah. It. So, look, um, if you want a quick pick up and game, pick up and play game, Bump and Jump yeah. is awesome. It can get frustrating at the start because yeah. it is difficult. It's got a hard uh, learning curve, I think, to it. But mm. once once you get the hang of it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Bump and Jump. Bump and Jump. Yeah, I've actually played that competitively. Oh wow! Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, you know, we've met the world record holder on that game, Das. Who's that? Uh, John McNeil. Oh, okay. Well done. Yeah, yeah, he has a world record on it actually. Um, so um, yeah, b- believe it or not, bump and jump. If you're playing it for high scores, mm. the the um, the aim of the, your, the the whole aim of the game turns around. Okay. If you're playing for the world record, you're actually jumping, but you're not bumping. Oh, okay. So if you can go the whole state, whole level without hitting a car, mm. right? You get, a, I think it's a fifty thousand point bonus. Oh wow! Yeah, or, or something like that. It's a massive bonus. So yeah, so the real pros, the um, the arcade pros at this game, are actually trying to finish each stage without bumping and only jumping. Ugh. Yeah, sounds no like a rap song. No bumping allowed. Just a jump. Just a jump. <laughs> <laughs> the bootleg jump. <laughs> Just call it jump. 
yeah so uh, yeah so look, i i do I, again i do remember playing that again as a kid um it's one of those games that was, was around quite a bit i think um but like i would never have known the name of it yeah and like say you come across it through through playing different games and maybe i got i come across it because i was forced to play it in the main gaming league <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and i looked and i was like oh my god i remember this game yeah or I remember something very much like it mm. there may be a few, few other games very similar to it but um it has a lot of character I think, mm. yeah. Cutesy game, yeah. It is, it's it is. Beautiful. It's just cars, it's but it's got a cutesy uh, feel to it. Yeah. got a beautiful uh, marquee on, on the arcade, okay. actually. Really great artwork on it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, okay. Good one, Daz. B, that's, uh, I think, uh, along uh, across the classic gaming community, I think Amidor and uh, Bump and Jump are definitely up there of as um, classic games that mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, probably everybody really is aware of. Um, all right, so we're on to C then, guys. So, C for me, there's a few car games going on here. My one is Continental Circus, okay, 1989 by Taito. Um, there was a lot of other C's in there. I could have said Chase HQ, uh, which gets a lot more love than Continental Circus. Mm. Um, and if Contra, there was all these other names anyway. I went with Continental Circus, I don't think it gets that much love. But back in 1989, um, when this uh, came out, um, it was the arcade machine did something a little bit different. It actually, I don't know if you ever played this version of it, but they did a normal stand-up version. But they also did one that had uh, shutter 3D glasses as well. So the top of the oh. arcade machine had this um, little frame that came out that had like a um, almost like a virtual boy type headpiece that you oh, put, really? your, okay. put your face in you put your face into it your eyes into it and um it gave a 3d effect to the sprite scaling or a, de- or a or greater depth of field to the sprite scaling so that was the little um, the little thing it never really came out in a sit that big you know big deluxe sit down cab that moved or anything like that um but it but it did come out with this kind of 3d 3d uh, shutter uh, glasses, which was pretty cool. One thing that always threw me with this game was the title Continental Circus. Mm. What's Circus got to do with racing? Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was a bit of a dodgy kind of mistake. And um, in fact, doing a bit more research on it, Sinclair User mm-hmm. awarded it Cock Up of the Year. What of the year? Right. Due to Cock Up. Oh, is it that bad? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Due, due to the name of the game. Oh, really? Because they thought it was badly translated. Oh, All right. Okay. But actually, what it, what it is, because Circus in Japan and France uh, is basically the term for circuit. Okay. So continental circuit. So, so you know, as a kid, I didn't know any of that. But, um, yeah, Latin term is race course, all right, for circus. So... Um, ah. Yeah, so that's where it comes from. So the Japanese weren't crazy; they didn't get they didn't get it all wrong. Yeah. That's, that's basically what they meant by it. Um, it's a really great sprite scaling F one style game. Okay, came out actually on a lot of different systems. Um, so one day maybe we'll cover it on the OK Perfect podcast. Um, came out on the Amiga, the, the Amstrad CPC, C sixty four, MSX, the Specky. It came out also on the Taito Legends collection as well, um, on the PS2, Xbox, and PC. 
which I did have actually back in the day. Um, it's a nice little collection. Um, some of the great things about this game was if you had a if you had a collision, there was multiple different things that happened. Um, if you crashed into another car or into a bit of scenery at really high speed, the car would flip and roll like it did in Outrun. Yeah, okay. a year a year yeah. or so later. Um, but also, if you had a little tap or a little collision, you got smoke coming out the back of the of the F1 car. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happens is you're driving around the track. There is a pit stop, uh, obviously, at the end of each stage, uh, at the end of each lap. Um, but if you ignore that pit stop or if you crash really early on, your car starts to fi- go on fire at the back as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of Chase HQ, uh, enemy fire kind of thing on the back of the car. So um, and what will happen is your car will explode if you don't get into the pits in time and they put the fire out. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it is really cool and it's really tense because, uh, you know, it's, it's like explosion imminent is flashing yeah, on the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're shitting it, you know, yeah, trying to get... Yeah, getting all nervous, I think. Get, yeah. get around, get to the pit stop. If you crash and your car's on fire, then you just explode and the sprite scaling effect's really cool. The wheel, you know, one of the wheels comes out right yeah. into the middle of the screen at you, makes you duck down in 3D when you're playing in 3D. You know, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. And even the... Um, the track cars, if they hit each other uh, at enough speed, they will also blow up into pieces. So you, okay. you could be going through rubble of wheels and, mm-hmm. and all that as well. And, um, yeah, so it's a really classic. Um, it's a really great game. I think it's a little bit underlooked uh, and underloved. Um, there's also different weather conditions. That means you do have to go into the pits and change your tyres uh, and stuff like that. So for an arcade game, it had also that little element of extra things you had to do in it. It wasn't just full on put your foot to the ground and and uh, get to the get um, complete the laps. Uh, what else was there? So there was a couple of other points that I made. I mean, this game I think it came out just before um, a year before Chase HQ. Um, so I think it really set them up in the right path uh, to deliver Chase HQ. They've got the sprite scaling right by that time. And um, I thought it was it's a game that I still play on my arcade machine today with a wheel. It's um it's it's a tricky game. You can't go put bomb in it, you know, with your foot to the floor. You do have to take your time with it, but it's a really good game. The car's based on that classic eighties uh 99T F1 car. Yeah. So it's yellow, it's yellow, it's got the lotus. Uh, symbols all over mm-hmm. it, and the uh, camel cigarette um, symbols all over it. Due to uh, making sure they didn't get their asses sued, <laughs> they did change a few of the letters around on camel and you know and lotus and, yeah, and yeah. things like that to avoid getting uh, getting put in court over it. But um, it's a great little game, and um, it still holds up really well and plays really well today. I think. It doesn't get a lot of attention, though. And that's why I, I thought I'd pick it over Chase HQ and a few of the more common common uh, yeah. that came out on the sea. Um, this was one that I didn't like when I was... I never played this, yeah. I never played the arcade version, So, like mm. in the arcade. The yeah, first time I played yeah. it was a C64 one, and yeah. I never liked <laughs> it. That was horrible. Yeah. So, um, look, it looks pretty, but um, yeah. that's why I never touched... Touched it on MAME. I'm like, oh, what am I going to play it for? But I'll yeah, give it a go. Yeah. I'll give it a go because it actually looks yeah, really yeah. nice. 
But um, yeah, yeah look, stay away from the home ports, that's for sure. Because I have yeah, played look, on, on the I don't field. think it's as good as Chase HQ, uh, and it's definitely not an outrun beater, but um, but it's mm. quite a nice, it's quite a nice sprite scaling racer. Uh, it's a hell of a lot better than Cisco Heat. Um, and Jal- that's not even Jal- a game. Jalico Rally and yeah. uh, some of those other sprite scaling games that companies bought mm-hmm. out that uh, just didn't really work properly. Cisco Heat's very bad. Yeah, very yeah bad. Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so that was C. So C. Okay, now for the best game in the whole list Double Dragon. <laughs> Dragon Breed. <laughs> this game means the world to me. Um, like I said, you know, we pick games that we probably wouldn't be doing, like dedicating one to that. And I thought this one would be one that we wouldn't do because it only got it only got home computer ports, um, and you know, it's home PCs are a little bit harder to emulate sometimes. You know what I mean? So I thought, you know what, I'll pass on it. I'll dedicate it on this show on this episode so it got it only got home computer ports that's it this this is made by Irene by the way in 1989 yeah um why it only got home computer ports is is beyond me this would have been perfect on the Mega Drive and on the PC Engine I don't understand why this had this happened it's it's a travesty it's a shmup you're you're a, you're a, like a soldier. You're like a guy that rides a dragon with a long tail. Yeah. And with this tail, you can um, whip and destroy enemies with your tail. Um, hold down the button and release a bigger bullet, like you would in R-Type. Um, this is pretty much R-Type on steroids. Right. That's what it is. It's it's so so good. I mean, um, you can collect different um, different weapons as well. So you can power up. So for example, you can. You collect jewels. They're all different colors. They all do different things. You got the red that can do a f- uh, flame. Your silver is like I think there's like a silver one or a gold one that lets out lightning. Uh, there's a green one or a blue one that does like um, lets your tail curl up and use yourself as like a shield, which is quite cool. Um, there's another one that does lasers and all that kind of thing. I always go for the flame. The flamethrower is great. So um, right. Yeah. So at, with the, so for example, the, the dragon will use a flame. And you riding as well, you've got bullets. So, but you can only upgrade the actual dragon's abilities. Power. Power up. Mm. So, if you collect about four or five power ups for that single weapon, it's like amazing. So, the flame can go out really far and just sweep everyone out of the way. It's, it's great. <laughs> but this is one of those games, if you die later in the stage, and it's so it. hard to pick yourself up again. Because you need these upgrades. It's it's an Irene game, yeah? You know yeah. you know what you're getting when you're playing an Irene. It's a coin guzzler. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can get to the second boss with, with one life. So that's on the arcade. Of yeah. this, this is a game that I played religiously. Um, I yeah. owned the board for a while. Um, obviously, I've let it go now. I've yeah. sold it off. Um, I thought, oh, oh, what's it doing? You know, I was too scared to use it. So... <laughs> What was that? I'll say a good price. I hope. Yeah, no, no, dude, it was good. And it was, it was, it was an honest price. It was an honest price uh, to uh, to a certain friend. So yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was, I was generous. Um, but and I'm glad it's gone to someone that's going to look after it. Like, yeah, yeah, they would have, yeah, they ripped it out and and did you know the naughty stuff to it. But um, 
But look, the, the home ports, if you know, we're going to home ports, right? Um, Amiga version was okay. Not too bad. Atari's T1, so-so. Eh, C64 version, not as pretty, but it plays great. It was actually the first version I, it's the first version I ever played, even before the arcade. It's yeah. got great sound and music, and the intro music, it's all sampled. It's like mm-hmm. not even, it's actual stereo sampled music. It mm-hmm. sounds fantastic. The game plays amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a C64 fan. It actually plays really well. Activision mm-hmm. did this port. It's absolutely fantastic. Don't even touch the Amstrad or Spectrum versions. You'll you'll just yeah, die. You Spectrum hater. Oh, I know. I hate the Spectrum so much. Uh, stay, stay away from the Spectrum version. I mean, look, I personally think the C64 version is the best version out of all. Amiga mm-hmm. would be second. Um, but um, look, if, if you love R-Type, if you love your shmups, this is a, is a no-brainer. It's absolutely mm-hmm. no-brainer. It is an amazing game. Absolutely amazing. It's my favourite shmup. Yeah, cool. cool. Um, look, I've always put this up against... Um, oh, jeez. I always forgot what it's called. It's one of my favourite shmups, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Blazing Star. Right. Those two yeah. always swap as my favourite shmups. Yeah. So, right. Well, horizontal shmups anyway, so... Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember this game, actually, Daz. Yeah, I yeah. played... I had the Amiga version. Okay. I think it was from Dodgy Dave, because I never had a box. I never had a box for this one, but uh, but it was a great little disc that I got, and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I did enjoy it actually. I really enjoyed this game, and you know, I don't think I've ever played the arcade, which is a bit of a crime. So that's something that I'm gonna have to go and do. You need to. You need to. Um, you know, the switches. The, I wonder if there's no licensing issues. So I really wonder why it's not come out. It's not come out on any compilations or anything like that. that it's come recall. out on one PC iRim compilation, which I have in, in right. my tub somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's a French compilation out of all things. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's the only compilation that I know of. That's it. So, mm. and, um, I wasn't saying, yeah, I, I love this game so much. I got mine from dodgy Dave back in the day too, but, I okay. sourced myself an original disc copy boxed a few years yeah, ago on the C64. Yeah. Even though I don't use a disc drive anymore, I just thought, you know, yeah. I had to have it. I had to have mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And I don't know. I haven't looked at them side by side. Mm. But just a swooping tail of the dragon reminds me of Saint Sword. Saint Sword. I thought you were going to say Saint Dragon. Sorry, Saint Dragon. Yeah. I mean Saint Dragon. Saint Sword. Very, very close games. I think they came at the same time. Yeah. But it's yeah, by Jaleco. Jaleco? Jaleco. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I've actually yeah. got that boxed original too. I bought that back in the day in the Yeah. That's a very yeah, good port too. It's a great game, but that's yeah. bloody hard as well. Yeah, I got so so strangely because that's my well, that is Jellico. So that yeah. came out on the Switch. Um, oh, it's on the Switch, is it? Yeah, Saint Saint uh, Dragon's out on the Switch, yeah. Which made me wonder why, but I thought that was Irem as well, but you're right, it's not. It's Jellico. Could, could be a, a future review, I think. Mm, it's yeah, on the it's PC Engine as well, so pretty game actually. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I have played that, but I haven't played the arcade, so I should really give that a try sometime. All right, the next next time we're over when ISO is finished, uh, we'll do yeah, a little score yeah. challenge. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're moving out of D and into E. So um, E is Elevator Action Returns. Dum, dum, dum. Let's go to say Elevator Action. Elevator Action Returns. 
Uh, it came out by Taito in 1994, okay? A sequel to the much-loved classic game Elevator Action that came out in 1983, okay? Now, I must admit, I'm quite new to Elevator Action and very new to Elevator Action Returns, but um, Elevator Action um, is, a, is a cracking classic game. Um, you know, where you're a little spy, little guy. It's a very cutesy game, very small little sprites, cute little character. You have to work your way down the levels of a building using the elevator and enter the red doors. While you're trying to enter those red doors and disarm the bombs, um, you're being attacked by different agents uh, in, in the building. So you've got to work your way down the elevator, dodge uh, shots that are coming at you, you can jump and kick um, uh, the agents. You can shoot them as well. You can even shoot out the lights on the old original arcade as well. But that was pretty much it, really. You had to work your way down the building uh, and get to the end uh, before the timer ran out. But also, you've got to you've got to go into each of the red doors and and um, and um, disarm the bombs. With Elevator Action Returns, I, I was expecting that to be. Just a little upgrade, really. To... Steroids, mate. I was just saying, yeah. I tell you what, I was expecting it to be the same cartoony graphics, mm. little characters, with a few about a few a few extra features. You know, when I dropped this in, I mean, I, I played it actually on the Japanese Saturn. It came out on the Japanese Saturn. Came on uh, on Taito Legends Two on the PS2 winners and Xbox. I only ever had Taito Legends 1, so I missed out on getting to play this game back in the, probably in the in the 90s or early 2000s when, when that came out. Um, so I've never ever played this game until the last three or four months, and it's, it's stuck with me, I love it. Um, it's like you say, Das, it's, it's on steroids. It's, it's crazy, the intro, everything, it's just insane. Intro, awesome it's i think it's an era where pixel art was absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and the characters are big characters you can choose from three different people uh, to start the game they've all got slightly different attributes um the music is absolutely awesome in it it really puts a sense of urgency and action in there it's a really great soundtrack um it suppose the, the the key element of it is the same is where you are going up and down elevators or even escalators and things like that in this version but it's it's brought into the year 2000 into you know into the 2000s with big sprites mm -hmm. amazing animation loads more weapons extra options when you go into different color doors um it's a really cracking game i mean some of the little things that you can do in this version um you know you don't actually get hit when you get hit you don't die straight away and that is one hardcore factor of the 19 you know the 1990 uh, 1983 game uh took no prisoners if you got hit once you, you you were a goner that's right in this version you've got a power bar so it's a little bit more progressive you can work your way through the game take a couple of hits but the weaponry is, is much, there's much more choice in the weaponry. 
you can shoot barrels they explode there's fire going everywhere if an enemy's you know nearby they get toasted mm. they're running around on How fire it's just, it's, it's so much so going cool. on it's overwhelming it's sometimes barrels will, if, the, if the elevator's going down the barrel will roll yeah. down the elevator to the next level and wipe out the enemies as well and it's not very it's not got the basic you know premise of just going from the top of a building down to the bottom of the building mm. this these stages are interesting you're in an airport you know you're you're in a building you're in an airport there's lots and lots of different kind of environments from memory doesn't it, the airplane smash into the building and stuff like that um yeah i think it's a helicopter yeah, or a helicopter yeah. or something yeah Stage two, yeah, yeah. The, the enemy's like you can see the helicopter coming towards the airport, yeah, and it crashes through the window and it's glass flying everywhere. And this this game, seriously, game. this game is like if someone now made a retro inspired game and released it on Steam. Mm. It's that, yeah, it's done that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of the Ninja Warriors again. Yeah, yeah. How how, how you know the great pixel art, the big sprites. And they just, it's, they just, just, they just, what can I say? They just, just killed it over the original. It's just, the, it's, it's hard. To, it's sometimes it's really hard to beat an original, but yeah, they did yeah. it with this. Yeah, I think they did a yeah, cracking job. Look, for the hardcore gamer, I'm sure Elevator Action, the repetitiveness of that uh, and how difficult it gets uh, in the high score game uh, chasing, that one would be the game to play. But this as a sequel was. It's cracking how they've really expanded on it and um, developed it, you know. Um, so, yeah, Elevator Action Returns is a cracking game. Came out on, yeah, which I've already mentioned, so that's fine. Um, IGN said it was the arcade perfect port. So I dropped that in there. <laughs> when they talk about our podcast, you know, you've got to drop it in there. Let's see, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, arcade perfect. It's a cracking, cracking game. Go and check it out, guys, if you can. Elevator Action Returns. Well done. Yeah, you're not wrong. Not wrong at all. So, okay. Let's go for F, hey? Far out. Far out. That's done in 1943. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so final fight. You have the final fight. That's right. Uh, there's fight in this one. It's food fight. Food fight? By Atari in 1983. Um... I only discovered, I couldn't say discovered, I only played this game for the first time probably a couple of years ago. Um, every time I saw it on MAME and all that, I'm like, Food Fight, because that sounds really exciting. Yeah, no worries, I'll play Food Fight. Well, um, I was playing Atari 7800 once just via emulation, I'm like, Food Fight was there, I'm like, oh, give it a go. An hour later, I'm still playing this thing. This is probably one of my top five Atari games, mate. Arcade Atari games. Uh, okay, it's 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 kind of like Robotron. It's but with food. It's it's really hard to explain. You pretty much you you're a guy, right? What you have to do is just eat, there's an ice cream on the other side of this on the other side of the screen. You have to get to that ice cream and eat it. In the meantime, you've got you got chefs coming at you trying to kill you. And you have to pick up food off the floor and throw the food at them. This would be a perfect twin stick shooter. It just it's it sounds dumb, but it's it's so much fun. It's just so so much fun. I love it. Uh, the ho only home ports we got were Atari Eight Bit, which you know for the Atari Fifty Two Hundred, 
an XCGS, etc. And the 7800. The 7800 version is a superior version, I think, out of the home ports. Dare I say, I think it's better than the arcade. That's pretty much it. It's like a twin stick shooter. So, you say it. I love this damn game. It's so cool. Have you played it? Have you played it yet? It's a big shame on me, Das. It's a retro shame. You should play it's, this, dude. It's pouring down on me. I can feel everybody hating me for it. <laughs> I've not played it. But, um, Have you seen what it looks like? It, it's a game that I, I watched a YouTube video yeah. of it actually uh, today, yeah, just to get a feel for it a bit more. And this game was in arcade. I'm pretty sure this game was in arcade club. On yes, the original hardware, yes, with, the, with, with the little, um, it's got like a little analog lever type thing, I think, that you use to fire mm. the food, um, which I think is meant to be a really good way of playing it with this little, um, with a with the arcade control. Um, and I've never played it. And uh, I looked at the uh, video of it, and I looked, and I was, I've never played Robotron either. You know, what? So, I'm not a fan of my Robotron, to be honest. No, look, I know people love it. Mm. Talk, it's hardcore. I've never played that either. Um, never been a massive fan of twin stick shooters. I do like Xeno Crisis. I've got into that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Food Fight. Yeah, I haven't played it. I did watch the YouTube video. I wondered why you'd picked it, and I know a lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. So there is something about this game that is very appealing. Uh, I don't think you pick that up from watching the YouTube video no, of it. I think no. you've got to get in and give it a go. You really do. Um, you really need to play it, it. It's fun. Yeah. It kind of made me chuckle how his head gets massive when he grabs, <laughs> when, so when he eats. Yeah. I know. It's a bit like, what the hell's going on yeah. in this game? But uh, I can see the chefs and you're walking. He was walking over the chefs yeah. and he wasn't getting killed. I'm like, what's going on? But I think you're going to die by them throwing something at you, right? No, no. no. I think I can still hit you. Like when they touch you, you still die. Right, okay. I think he got it on some kind of walkthrough with that collision Probably. then. Because Probably. that's what was making me think, this is a bit strange. But, um, but yeah, look, I haven't played it. It's criminal that I haven't played it. And, um, yeah, I will have to uh, correct that mistake and, and give it a go, yeah, Dad. It's it's like one big acid yeah. trip, that game. It's it's strange. <laughs> it's almost like something that Jeff Minter did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm amazed <laughs> he hasn't copied it like he does everything else. So, <laughs> boom. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, we've lost Jeff. We've lost Jeff Minter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So that was F for Food Fight. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving into now uh, G for Ganryu. Now, what okay. the hell is that? Ganryu. Yeah, it sounds like a disease, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like COVID, isn't it? It's like, oh god, how are you getting, have you recovered from your Ganryu yet? Uh, <laughs> I did get checked last week. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a game by um, <laughs> game by Visco, okay? Or I think it's also Cisco. It's, it's sometimes, but um. Uh, Visco, uh, Visco, Visco. Mm-hmm. It came out in 1999. Okay, it's a game that I've rec- I've kind of uncovered it more recently. So, um, you know, it's 20, it's 21 years old, and I've only just uncovered it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it's not really new, but it's new in the retro world, I suppose. Still, um, it's a game that came out in the arcade, uh, Dreamcast on the on the Neo Geo uh, AES. Okay. Um, so you play, it's basically themed around, uh, it's got a nice Japanese theme on it. You can be one or two characters, 
um, Musashi or Suzumi. Uh, um, so you select one of those two characters at start. It's kind of a, it's a sideways scrolling Japanese-themed uh, hack-and-slash game. Um, it reminds me a lot. I don't know if it's because it's uh, you know at its home on the Neo as well, but it does remind me of very similar elements of um, Samurai Shodan with that Japanese theme. Mm-hmm. And also the clinking of the blades, you know, when you clash blades yeah, on yeah. Samurai Shodan? That sound effect has been ripped straight out of that when you clash yeah, blades. Yeah. Um, so it's got um, it's got element. It's kind of like if you think Shinobi, Strider, and Samurai Shodan, that's what Ganryu is. Right now, they're three games I actually love. So pulling all them three things together into a sideways scrolling hack and slash, um, it's it's always going to be a game that um, gets my interest. So. So I mean, look, I've only really made it to stage two in this game, um, but the end, you know, the end of level bosses um, in it are uh, pretty crazy. They're a little bit freaky in, at times. Uh, I'll give you an example. The first boss is a, a, a lady, Japanese lady, that's got no legs. The bo- bottom of half of her is kind of a robo spider with kind of wooden stilts. Really creepy. It took me to get a bit more info for this podcast it took me about mm. half an hour to kill that and kill that mm. end of level boss uh earlier in the week just so i could uh, see a bit more of the game but um yeah it's a really cool game starts off really on the outskirts of you know uh old japan with the wooden wooden buildings things like that you've got ninjas running across the ground that you use hack and slash but you can also jump up multiple levels onto the roofs uh, and onto structures as well. So there's kind of multiple horizontal levels to it. As you get into the game a little bit further on stage one, you, you can go inside in, in a well and you can go underground. Um, bonuses and things like that are collected by freeing up um, female hostages, a little bit like Shinobi in that respect. Yeah. Um, I don't think you have to save them all, though, or I might save them all just by pure luck to get through to the next part of the level but um it's you know it's it's not there's nothing new there but it's a really polished game with excellent jap you know japanese themed uh music that kind of shinobi style music as well um just a cracking game though i really just oh, i'd heard about it never played it until recently and um really happy to get into it um yeah, so that's pretty much Ganrai. Have you ever played it, Does? Yes, I have played it. I have played it. Um, yeah. I didn't know it by name, and then until you mentioned yeah. what it was, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've played it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's. Oh, I remember it was tough, and I don't think I passed the first level. Yeah, but I know it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a cool, it's a cool game. I like that you can like Shinobi jump on the top level of like there were like Japanese yeah. huts and stuff like. Yeah, that. and, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very pretty game. Mm-hmm. It's a great. Great pixel art. I think I, um, I think it's related to a game called Ninja Masters. I think they're related because they they seem like to have the same like character art, and that's yeah, a, that's okay. a two D that's a two D versus fighter. Yeah, right. I, I think I think they're related. Like I could be wrong. Yeah, no, it's um, certainly uh, certainly certainly worth giving it a go, guys. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think now. I did make a. F- didn't make any bloody notes actually, but I did a bit more research on it. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't write it down. 
But um, yeah, it's just um, Visco actually did quite a bit of stuff with Sammy Sater, uh, Setter and Visco, so SSV Hardware, okay. which was uh, which was part Sega Setter and Visco. So they did a few other games um, like that as well. Uh, a few that you you would know, but um, unfortunately it's escaped me now. So I didn't make a note of it. All right. Okay, so that's, yeah, G. That's Ganryu, 1999. Uh, moving on, Daz. Moving on to H. H. I have picked a game called Hippodrome, also named, uh, also called Fighting Fantasy. It's got two names. Oh. So I kind of cheated here because I know this game more as Fighting Fantasy. <laughs> but because Hippodrome was pretty much used everywhere else. I think it was Fighting Fantasy here and in Japan. Don't oh. quote me on that, though. I know it was Final Fantasy here because I remember playing the hell out of this back in the day. Um, this was done by Data East and it's done 1989. It's a 2D versus fighter in 89. Um, what you are though, you're a, you play yourself as a like a barbarian and you fight mythical creatures. And there was no home ports to this as well. It was a failure in the arcades. I think this came out, I think this came out just after. Robocop, from what I right, read, okay. around the same time as Robocop, supposedly, hmm. and I reckon that's partly why it failed as well, right? Because then no one wanted to play Hippodrome. Um, yes, yeah, hmm. so it, it's a lot like Street Fighter, but the, it, it is and it's not. Um, you know, you got your power levels and you fight like mythical creatures. Like the first creature is, I think, a Medusa, from memory, yeah. and um, it's it's just haunting. It is, yeah, Medusa, yeah, Medusa, yes, yeah. And then after that, you can you can um, pick which enemy you want to fight next, and and whenever you beat someone, you get money. So then you can update upgrade your your weapon. You can get like a large axe, uh, you know, a chain for ball at the end, and you know what I mean, that kind of thing. And yep. uh, you can you can um, buy more health, etc. If if you if you play your cards right. You can you can get through this game pretty easily if you know which patterns mm. to use and who to go for first. The last boss mm. is crazy. Is the uh, second last boss? He's a wizard. He's insane. Absolutely insane. It's stupid hard. I mean, um, <laughs> I finished this game on one credit. I can't do it again yeah. now, but I remember doing oh, it. Yeah. But uh, it's so tough. But um, yeah. There's not much else I can really say about this. Like, I mean, you really need a lot of patience to play this game. So. If you like your versus fighters, mm. I highly recommend. It. The graphics and the sound are great. It's got a it's got a very creepy feel to it. It makes you feel a bit uneasy. I just right. especially especially when you play um, Medusa. I think Medusa is just a terrifying character anyway. Yeah, no, she, she likes she whips it like she'll curl you up in her tail and strangle you. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely crazy. But um. Mm. It's it's fun. I think it's it kind of reminds me of like if Rastan was a two D fighter. Mm. Think There's of a Rastan lot of muscly, mixed with you know, overly muscly men in it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of monsters too, though. But no, it's it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. There you go. Yeah, I did. I had a look at it. I had a look at it on YouTube today, yeah. um, just so I could talk a little bit about it as well. But um, yeah, no, I'm glad you like it. I I looked at it and it looked. I thought maybe it looks a bit dated today. It's very dated. But, it is dated. But I, but I'm not I'm not really a one-on-one fighter kind of uh, person. Yeah. So 
I knew it wouldn't be my thing, but um, but yeah, I just see Medusa on stage one, and when you killed her, she kind of turns to stone and crumbles. Crumbles, yeah, uh, yeah, and things like that. So uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a go. I've never played it before, so uh, I'll, um... I'll give you five minutes and you'll turn it off. I think, <laughs> I think. if you're not into two play, if you're not into versus fighting, yeah. you won't enjoy it because it's tough. Yeah. It's very yeah. very tough. It's right, made okay. to suck coins. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a coin guzzler. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on. So we're moving on to K. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I picked a, a, a more recent game for this one. Uh, when you get to K, K and I and and uh, letters near those kind of areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's some slim pickings for me. Yeah. I, I've got a very narrow-minded gaming interest yeah. and uh and quite a lot of those games were like no 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 uh so i went with k with k um i had to pick something for k so i went for milestones 2006 bullet hell shooter karos k-a-r-o-u-s okay um i first got introduced to this probably six months ago okay when i uh when I modded my Dreamcast with a GDEMU, and I dropped in that this game. Who did that? Did Dodgy, um, Jay, did Dodgy Dave drop that off? Ah, uh, Dodgy Taxter did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dodgy Taxter did it himself. Um, yeah, I think it was around, Christ- around Christmas time he did it. And uh, when I was looking for interesting games that I never never uncovered in Japan, uh, Karas came up as one of them. Um, Milestone actually released quite a few um, quite interesting and good uh, bullet hell shooters on the uh, Dreamcast actually Um, they also uh, introduced Chaos Field and I think it's it's the Rad Irigy or something like that funny names that Sean can't uh, pronounce very well Uh, but there's a few good shooters uh, by this company that um, appeared uh, appeared on the Dreamcast so this game, what what really made it stand out for me was the first, the title screen of this game, is um, has got bright, bright, beautiful blue sky and these two like feathers, white feathers, on the title screen. With this very pretty Karas, uh, you know, uh, font uh, written on the title screen. So it's very intriguing. Thinking, what what the hell is this game about? When you fire it up, you realise it's. Um, a cell shaded game so you know if you, you guys uh, have played games like jet set radio before um or auto modelista on the old ps2 um you'll you'll know what cell shaded graphics are so they're kind of you know the 3d 3d flat colored um graphics that are minimalistic um and characters have basically decided to mix that art style with a bullet hell game uh it with its usual japanese flair on on top of that it's got kind of techno trance music as well so it's really fast paced decent really good if you're into your kind of heavy trance does it get too busy though graphically because i think there's something might be a bit hard on the eyes yeah look i I didn't find that that to be the case i've had three or four plays with this because it's something that i intrigued me and i keep going back to playing it it's it's a little bit repetitive. It's, I would say it's, uh, it's it's average, but I'd like people to give it a go, okay. uh, just because of the difference of it being cel shaded and being a bullet hell. 
with the music, it's it's quite a nice experience uh, to, to play it. Um, it came out on the Sega Naomi arcade hardware, obviously as well, which kind of you know ports well to the to the Dreamcast. Um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty unknown game. It never came out in the West, um, you know, obviously as well because it's quite a niche little Japanese thing. Yeah. But um, but that's really it. I haven't got much more to say about it. I haven't got too much to. I haven't I haven't played it too much. But it's out of all the different games beginning with K that are not either common or games that uh, Texas is not a fan of. <laughs> I thought this would be a, a good one just to highlight to people. If you've got a Dreamcast or the uh, Naomi hardware, you probably already played uh, played it. So if you've got Naomi hardware, but. You got a Dreamcast and you got the chance to play something on import. Go and check this game out. It's a really nice uh, looking game and sounding game. Just call Dodgy Dave on eBay. Call Dodgy he'll, Dave he'll on help eBay. You he'll sort you out with a nice photocopied case <laughs> or a GDM. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, well, I've never right. played it, so no. I've played it. It's the first I've heard. First, I've heard about it, so yeah, I'll, and that's I'll, what I wanted I'll to do. I thought I'd try and throw a few games yeah. out there that um, people haven't tried, you know. Well, okay, well, I've got Jay. Um, I, I had another game that I was going to do, but I'm throwing a curveball here. I'm changing it. Oh, we're changing it on the spot. I'm oh changing on the spot, man. I'm gonna throw a curveball. It's all gonna because, go you know, down. Well, I could, I couldn't, I really wanted to do this game I'm about to say, but I thought, nah, yeah. we're gonna. You know yeah. what? I, I still want to do. I still want to dedicate an episode to this game. But you know what? I need to say it for Jay because I just love it so much. Yeah, yeah. And that's Jungle Hunt. All right, okay. Jungle by, Hunt by Taito, and yeah. that was done in 1982. Yeah, I have okay. a lot of good memories of this. I, I just had to look. I picked Juno first prior, but I thought, you know yeah. what? I don't have any attachment to that game. Mm. Jay is, is Jay's a hard one. Like mm. how you said. That is a cracking game, actually. Do you know? I've only played it a few times. I've only played it a yeah. few times. So look, I'll be lying if I picked Jay and said that oh, you have to play this game because I haven't really played it that yeah that much. Yep. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to be honest with myself, and I have to pick Jungle Hunt because it is a favourite of mine growing up. It was yeah. one of the first games my mum bought for me on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah, okay. and um, that's what I played with most of the time when I was growing. So. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, the home ports, there was just a few actually. You got the Atari, um, the Atari, well, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Atari Fifty Two Hundred, Atari Eight Bit. Because obviously this was um, the ports. Atari did the ports. There was also uh, Apple Two E, which is actually not too bad. Uh, the Coleco Vision, which is great. The Commodore Sixty Four version is awesome. That was I played that a lot as a kid. IBM PC DOS. Not a version I really played that often. And uh, Vic 20, which is actually a pretty cracking port too. Now, for anyone who hasn't played it, it's, um, you're, you're like a hunter. You're like the, you know, the old English ones from, you know, with the nice top hat and that kind of thing. You're, uh, and you start off swinging vines, swinging on vines and you've got to get on each vine and get to the end of the level. After that, level two, you're swimming. You've got to get to the end of the level and avoid crocodiles and get air at the same time because you're under the you're under in the river. But you also got a knife, so you, you can you can kill the crocs, but it's really tricky. 
You really have to get that sweet spot. Go get them right on the nose, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, there's that sweet spot. And if you don't get it, you're dead. So yeah. um, so there you go. You go through there, you pass that. Then from memory, that's right, you've got to run up a hill and then there's boulders coming yeah. down. That's a bitch of a level. Absolutely. It's it's brutal. Brutal level. Um, and you got little little boulders, big boulders, some of them bounce higher than others. Sometimes you go under the boulder. It's 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 a pain in the ass. And then um, after that one, I think it's, that's right. You got to walk towards um, uh, to rescue your your. That's right, because you have to rescue uh, your girlfriend, and she's tied up in front of a fire. And you got these. Um, Jane. Do you think the name might have been Jane? Jane, yeah, probably. Yeah, because the thing is, because there's another name for this is called Jungle King, and you're Tarzan. Mm. So I think they might have changed it due to copyright. I don't know. So yeah. that's that's my lack of research there. So um. But I've I've only played it as as the hunter, not mm. not as uh not as uh Tarzan, yeah. and uh, so yeah, so you have to dodge this tribesman that's jumping around, and uh, that's 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 quite difficult. And then after that, it just repeats, stages repeat. So it's, mm. it's a score, it's a score game, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I love I love this game. I think it's so much fun, uh, and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred port is, is so is so good. For, for yeah. what it is, and I think if I go back to it now, I think I'll still appreciate it. it yeah. It's done really well, and that was that was like I said, it was ported by Atari, and, and like again, I played the sixty four version a lot as well. So, have you got any history on this tag? Oh uh, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I, this is again, it's one of those things where um, I can't remember if I played it in the ten pence arcade uh, competition or mm. in the main gaming league, but um, yeah, we had a high score comp on this game. I'd never. I kind of recognise it, but I don't think I ever really played it in the arcade. Um, I haven't played any ports of it at all, but I have then played the arcade for a high score comp. And uh, yeah, it's it's a charming game. The swinging on the vines, they're all obviously the vines kind mm-hmm. of move at a different pace, so you've got to time your swing to the swing of the other vines and uh, and catch it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, it's a really fun game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, when you get that swing and the jump right, and then the next level where you kind of got the rapids or the the river, mm-hmm. and you, uh, you're jabbing the crocs, uh, you got to either swim past them or, or jab them if you think you're not going to get through. Uh, and then yeah, I struggled with the next, I, I got through the boulder bit. The boulder bit's tricky. Yeah, it is. Uh, engaging that because the screen's kind of scrolling. It's up, sort of. It's scrolling, isn't it? Yeah. As it's uh, so, you kind of got to pace yourself right. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit is, is is Jane in a pot, in a hot pot? Something like you, that. Something like that. Something like that. But, um, but yeah, it's a fun game, Jungle Hunt. I think it's um, it's a game that the arcade enthusiasts um, see as a bit of a classic as well. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed giving this game a, a playthrough. Definitely, I would uh, suggest if you've never tried it go and give it a go because it's uh it's a real you classic. need to you need to and then, yes it's jane she's hanging on vines over a hot pot that's right yeah, yeah that was yeah, it yeah. Yeah. i find that last bit really bloody hard uh, it gauging, is, it is. That right yeah so there's some things bouncing towards you or something you've got to kind of can't recall now mm. but um but yeah it's uh it's a good game yeah it's about four different stages isn't there to it all together yeah yeah. Um, no, I, I, look, I really think we need to do this one. We need to dedicate an episode to this. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think. I think it deserves more. I think. I think it got the old oh in there. At the start. 
at the start of each of the level with the vines. Oh, maybe if it's Jungle King, but that's not what I remember. That's not what I remember. Maybe I just used to do that. Well, you just did it anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh... Yeah, I just I didn't really pull it off, did I? As a yeah. toss, unfortunately, no. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, okay, Dad, so that was Jay moving on to I, yeah? Yeah. So, um, again, slim pickings when he gets to you I. You know what? You mixed I, you mixed the letters up. I? H-I-J-K. You said K already, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you mixed them. H-I. Oh, shit. That's writing your notes in two different yeah, places. There you go. I'd also know something. Okay, he's missed I. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God we're not going for games from one to a hundred. I know. Right? How funny is that? Ten, I can't count to ten. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, Fundamental tags, problem with this episode. <laughs> God, <laughs> we like to throw it about a bit, mix it up. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> We'll go to I then. Don't, please don't use this as an educational episode for the kids. I think, I think Sean Tag has uh, reinvented the alphabet. Oh, Why didn't I pick it up on. before? Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Uh, go for it. Do I, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man, I knew I shouldn't have made notes in my phone and on the note. As- <laughs> Oh, we'll go I, guys. We'll we'll mix it up a bit. I <laughs> make it out like it's a cool thing to do. We're cool, man. We yeah, like we it. We're cool. We're, we're hip. We like to rip it up. Yeah. We're trendsetters, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, NASA have introduced a new star sign. We're going to mix up. We're going to mix up the alphabet, guys. <laughs> <Does. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> mix- uh, All right. Okay, let's go. Moving on. Go to I, I, I. So we're going to go for Insector X, okay, which is a Taito game. Um, I remember Insector X on the Mega Drive. That's where I played Insector X. Um, uh, and people will be screaming at me right now, no doubt, going, it was different on the Mega Drive. Uh, and yeah, you're right, it was different on the Mega Drive. The Mega Drive version was a kind of grown-up uh, version of the arcade, so we'll talk a bit about those uh, in a second. So, Insector X came out from a port point of view on the Famicom, um, and it also came out on the Mega Drive, so it really didn't get many ports. Um, the Famicom version was kind of stuck uh, true to the arcade, whereas the Mega Drive went for a bit more of a hardcore, more adult uh, themed approach. So, when you play the arcade, Tighter version of uh, Insector X. It's kind of like um, uh, Rainbow Islands went fell into a shoot 'em up. They're all cutesy, uh, in, like robot insects. Um, cutesy character. Your character's a very big character. The guy, you know, with a gun. His hat's got a little propeller on it, and that's what's <laughs> keeping him up in the air. It's su- it's super cute. It's a it's got the cute factor of New Zealand story. And you know, Rainbow Islands and Bubble Bubble, uh, but it's it's a shooter. So um, the first level starts you off in a really it's a really cool environment. I mean, it, actually, it's the uh, you know e- got the Egyptian theme with the pyramids and the Sphinx, and you know as you go inside the uh, Sphinx, you've 
inside the kind of pyramid, you could see all the uh, hieroglyphics and the, you know, artwork on the wall. Uh, you can see the uh, Egyptian pharaohs, but also the bees and the, all the wasps and the insects and things like that in there. It's a really cool kind of theme for that first stage, and um, I really like it. Now, do I like the arcade with the cute graphics more than the original version? That, well, the version that I played first, which was the Mega Drive one with the, uh, with the more adult theme graphics... I think the jury's still out on it, guys, to be honest. At first, I thought the Mega Drive one was my, my preferred choice, but then, I, but then I do like cutesy games as well. So um, I think I think the only thing that puts the cutesy one down is the sprite's a bit bloody big. Mm-hmm. Um, but both versions have got... The, the backgrounds um, of the Mega Drive one are pretty much ripped out of the arcade. It's really just the sprites that have been changed. Uh, I played them both side by side um, a few nights ago to check that out, but uh, it's it's got okay music, um, but uh, the enemy patterns, the enemy sprites, and things like that, you know, it's it's a great game. Try, I, I would suggest you try both versions out. I'd be interested to see what you think would be your preferred choice: the Mega Drive one that came out later by Hot B. Or uh, the original Taito um, in Sector X with the cutesy graphics. Cool. So, that's what about you? Have you um, you played either of those before? I've played both. Um, not thoroughly. I'm not that familiar with. I mean, I actually own your uh, Mega Drive original. Funny enough. Yeah. Um, I do prefer the Mega Drive one, and like you said, I think the the arcade version is just you're too bit too big, and it makes yeah. it makes things yeah. a bit difficult. Um, the NES version looks really good. Yeah, it's a good copy of the arcade, actually. Yeah, it looks really good. You know, yeah. I was just looking at screenshots now, and pardon, I don't know, it might sound a bit stupid, but a quick glance, it's like, that looked like a Super Nintendo game. It's like, I think it looked fantastic. Mm, um, yeah, it does look good. Very, very impressive. And that was released in 1990, from what I saw on the NES, or Famicom. So, um, yeah, no, no, I have played it, and I do like it. Uh, it I do yeah. find it a bit on the hard side. It is, yeah. For a cutesy yeah. bloody game, it's tough. Yeah, so, no, but I do prefer the Mega Drive version. I do. Mm. It's a bit more adult themed. Mm. But, uh, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's our letter I, guys. So, yeah. if you're only tuning in... We've already done problem. K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now for the last letter for the okay. podcast, because we're halfway... Yeah. We're halfway. And, um, yeah, because this will be a two-parter. We don't want to bore you guys, so we thought we'll split this one in two. Yeah. My last one for this podcast is LED Storm or Lead Storm by Capcom, 1988. Now, from research, though, this didn't actually get released. Mm -hmm. It did, but it didn't. It actually got released as Mad Gear, not as Lead Storm. Leadstorm was more of a prototype ready to be released. Yeah. The ROM, you can get the ROM. It's been, it's out there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, all the ports were, there was ports, home ports of, of Leadstorm on the Led home computers. Storm. Yeah, because that's kind of what I know it as, actually, yeah. Leadstorm. Yeah. Me too, yeah. Um, it came out on the Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Amstrad, uh, sorry, Atari ST, Commodore 4 and ZX Spectrum. I played the Commodore 4 version growing up. Yeah. Um, I love this game. I think this game is absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, I can Ooh. I can nearly finish this game on the mm. C64. I can get really far. I've never finished it though. Um, and uh, we're doing a bit of research on this. It's like you know what? Someone uh, wrote in said it's a modern version of Bump and Jump, and it, <laughs> and it kind of is. It's really yeah. I never really thought of that until researching it. Mm. So um yeah, I wasn't sure why it got its name changed. No, mm. and they did change a few things. Because I don't think you can pick um, your vehicles. With Mad Gear, you can. Uh, with Leadstorm, right. you can change from a car to a bike. Right. And that's okay. it. And, um, yeah, so pretty much it's like bump and jump. You've got to jump up and you can crush other cars when you land on them. The bike goes faster as well um, than the car. But the car's just got that little bit more control, I, f- I found. Yeah. Um and on the way, because you've got fuel and you've got time, this game's really tough. So mm. um, while you're driving, you have to pick up fuel as well. Mm. And when and they actually they, they float overhead in the balloon. So you have to jump up for, for your fuel at the same time. It's it's very tough. And then you've got like, um, again, you've got um, cliffs, you know, broken bridges, and you've got to go on the ramps and you jump extra long as well to make it across. Um if you if you part certain checkpoints, also you do get extra fuel automatically, so that helps it helps you out as well. So yeah, like again, like bump and jump. The pretty much aim of the game is you need to get to the, your goal at the end of the level uh, without the time running out and without your fuel. And wow. um, yeah, you, you start off like on a road that's like floating in the air, and then you're in yep. a desert. Then you're back on this road. Then you're in like a oh, it's like. I wouldn't say Egyptian. It's it's just just you know like another big That's field cliffs again mm. and that kind of mm. thing, you know. And you've you've got you've got other cars in the way. You have like uh, rocks and you know like just mud that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much the storm. If you're a fan of bump and jump, you'll enjoy this. And obviously, mm. um, think about it, like the game was named the. When it got renamed to Mad Gear, Mad Gear is the gang that's in Final Fight. So it's funny how they all link up. Mm. Yes, yeah, we've Capcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, yeah, it's interesting. I've again, that's one that has uh, escaped me. Does actually, I don't know what it was about overhead uh, driving games. Mm-hmm. I seem to um, stop at Super Sprint and Championship Sprint in my <laughs> okay. gaming in my gaming um, time. You know, playing racing games, overhead racing games. But, um, but yeah, I did have a quick look at that today, and um, the graphics are really nice on it. Actually, great pixel. It's beautiful. So yeah, it's a beautiful looking game. And um, was there many ports of it then? I, like uh, you As mentioned, it was some of the, you, well, no, it's LED Storm. I remember it having like the. I'm pretty sure it had the um, no, Capcom. There's only there's only there's only um, computer ports. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. No console ports. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. So All right. Go. So, so well, before um, we go, we've got our... We've got some um, Facebook wall, yeah? The Facebook wall. So what I asked, I go, if you have any obscure or game rec- recommendations, they just don't seem to get enough credit they deserve. So um, we've got, we got a lot of feedback here. So I'll start it off, if you like. Yep. Uh, okay, Morgan Jones says... Maybe not a classic as such, but definitely obscure, which at the time back in early 2000s or whenever it was, I thought it was really cool. Police 911, aka Police 24-7. This was like on game by Konami, but had motion sensors built into the play area. 
so you can move your body around and take cover, etc. Mm. Rather than using a button or pedal to duck, it wasn't anything like like it at the time, though I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. Yeah, I never knew you could do that. I thought it was just an average shooter, but I didn't know you can duck and... Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It had like a bit of a frame at the front of it that uh, okay. picked up all your body movements. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I maybe only give it a one or two goes, but um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's a bit of new tech, really, a new a new take on the uh, on the shooters. Mm. Yeah, cool. Pretty tricky though. I was never a sharpshooter, so my money went pretty quick on those games. So <laughs> you had a couple of goes, then you went back to Strider or a game that. Yeah. You spent at least ten minutes of your, your time on. Would you handshake a lot? Would it? I did. Would you handshake a lot? What about Jake? I've been rolling around on the floor. People <laughs> think I was having a, a, a fit, fit or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, you got the next one. Okay. All right. So I've got it in most relevant here. Let me just quickly. Um, Flick it around. So where did you go from, uh, Daz? Uh, so for the first one, next one's Mark. Mark Hassel. Okay. Good, good mate, Mark. Fellow podcaster. I'm missing that game. Fellow podcaster. podcaster. All right. Um, all comments. Okay. I'm just changing that around a little bit. So they're in all. So uh, Mark put, Wild, Wild, uh, the Wild West, the, the C-O-W, the Cowboys of Mumisa by Konami. Um. Yeah, that's a, a, a game. I think it might have been a 90s game, right? Yeah, it was. Wild West game. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd not heard of this um, for a long... In the last, I don't know, the last 10 years is the last... Is Isn't the spiritual successor I, to um, Sunset Riders? It's. I think it's similar. Isn't yeah. it? Is it two-player or four-player? I think one? it's four as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I had it on the GPD uh, XD, I think downloaded it on that and played it for a little while but uh it's, it looks like a really fun uh fun game your characters uh of ca- your cows, cows aren't you yeah, like it's kind yeah. of like the, kind of turtles isn't it almost you know but yeah. cows uh in the wild wild west theme obviously yeah um yeah i don't know too much about it mark it looked great and it's something i should really give a give a proper play to really you need a reasonably decent main set up uh, and not the old school main to play it mm. um, and he also said the world heroes series of games don't get any love they deserve either i agree yeah I, great. I know why i know why they don't get the love <laughs> now i've been joking because <laughs> like, he just loved your tv fighters <laughs> like like i said yeah. before i'm not a big one-on-one yeah. but uh I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they were great games. Dazzle, dazzle. No, I love them. Oh, Mark, Mark, and I have a have a good relationship with those games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to Morgan Jones again. Uh, Side scrolling okay. arcade beat 'em ups. Cadillacs and dinosaurs is a brilliant Capcom CPS one game. Uh, also, Vendetta by Konami. Um, yeah. I think they go under the radar. Yeah, Cadillacs and dinosaurs. It's mm. okay. I'm not a big fan of that, to be honest. Mm. Um, Vendetta, I think, is great, but I do prefer the the part one to that because it's a sequel to crime fighters by konami as well yeah yeah. that's the i love crime fighters yeah 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 i couldn't differentiate between the two but i i I did play one of those Mm -hmm. two uh with my lad at pax because they had it at pax yes that was crime fighters that that multiplayer cab that was my that was my that was my um board (laughs) (laughs) so i went all the way through that game with my son we we 
he whacked the coins in and yeah. uh, really went for it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my board but, um, that he played on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay. What was the other one that Morgan just mentioned there? Uh, Kallax and dinosaurs. Kallax and dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, look, I kind of got to final fight with Capcom mm. with the side scrollers, and that's where I stopped. Yeah. Um, so same. things like things like um, Captain Commando. Captain Commando, yeah. you've got the Punisher, yeah. I think. Um, there's that robot one. Um, there's a load of them on that Capcom Battle Arena. Collection. Battle Arena. There's a load yeah. of them on that Capcom collection uh, on the Switch and yeah. other things like that. But I never really uh, kit a Knights of the Round Table. That's, that's quite um, good, actually. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, do, they all look absolutely beautiful. But uh, you know what? Just something about the characters of Final Fight uh, and that era at the time that blew me away. I've never, ever bothered with anything else. Mm. I've got a whole lot of games there that I could probably uh, enjoy, uh, Morgan. But uh, we should really put a bit of time into them sometime. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, uh, moving on. So, look, mine are in a different order to yours. You so Andrew Tonkin? Andrew Tonkin. Who have you got? Okay, so I've got a few, yeah. So Andrew uh, said basically a few arcade games that I love that don't seem to get the credit they deserve include Omega Race, Gyrus, Juno First, and Bosconian. That's mm, one of my favorite. I'm gonna like you. Look, let's let's talk about Omega Race first. I've never played that. I don't know about you. Uh, I played it once on yeah. Vic Twenty. Right, Supposedly, okay. it's very good on the Vic Twenty, and it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's something I need to check out at mm-hmm. some point. Uh, Andrew, never played that one. Gyrus, yeah, or Gyrus. Brilliant. Uh, classic game with that Monroe stick. You know, you can play it with all the other forms, but using the Monroe stick um, is, uh, is a real way to play it. Brilliant game. Love it. Love the music. Love it with the... Uh, if you play the arcade version with that that amazing bass coming out of the cabinet. Hmm. It's a way, it's so immersive. I love that game. Do you know first? I think it's a Sean Holly favorite, that yeah. one. Do you know first? Um, that game gave me a massive headache one that one night. Because of the what, 3D sort of. I, I was playing it in t- for the 10P arcade challenge yeah. and I zoned in and had about a 20 minute game on it. And when I come off it, I had the baddest migraine ever. Oh, it's shit. a classic game, but oh my god, it, it hurt my brain. It really <laughs> gave me some. It really gave me some bad headaches. Uh, but a classic. And Daz, uh, I mean, I played Bosconian. I do like it, but Daz has got some real love for that game. I oh, believe. lots of love. That's the last arcade board I've bought last. No, probably the last mm-hmm. one I ever buy. It cost me a pretty penny, but you know what? It was worth every cent. It's just, it's just one of you know when you just want a game just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. That, I wanted it, and um. And I only, I only played that game for the first time probably about four or five years ago. I bought one of those yeah. crappy Namco joysticks that you plug into your TV. You know those <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. things that run off yeah, AA yeah, batteries? Like 20, 20 games on it, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, one had yeah. like five Namco games. It was a Pac-Man yeah, yeah. one. Um, yeah. And Boscanian was there. I was, at, I was at my parents' house. I was bored. I was like, oh, they don't have any game systems. I go, oh, yeah. I just bought this from Cash Converters. Let me plug it in. Yeah. No shit, dude. I was on it for ages. Mm. Yeah, it's and great. I've been in love with it ever since. Oh, I love it so much. Got a speech on it and everything. Yeah, it's a very cool game. Yeah, though. and it's funny I mean, that when there are many ports. Pilot. Sorry, it reminds me of Time Pilot. Yeah, I only just started getting to know that game too. But 
Yeah. Oh, Boss Canyon is just a special game. I mean, it doesn't get mm. no love whatsoever. Mm. It's, it's my favorite classic early 80s game. Yeah, number number yeah. one for me. I think it, I, look, it's going to sound stupid, but I, I think it blows Galaga, it blows, blows all those shooters out of the water. I think it's, I think it's yeah. a phenomenal game. Absolutely yeah, love right. it. And the, the, the home ports, I like, never got any proper home ports back in the day, hmm. um, but they've ported it now to, uh, homebrew guys have ported it to the Atari 8-bit, which is phenomenal. It's just so right. good. Uh, yep. Atari 2600 port, someone ported it over. Right. Wow, it's got speech and everything. Yeah, wow. Yeah, cool. it's and it, it plays beautifully. Yeah, I've got the X sixty eight thousand version, and uh, that is a beautiful be game perfect, as well. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. Yeah, really um, good. But yeah, um, there was a C sixty four port and a Spectrum port, but it was a Bosconian, uh, I think Bosconian eighty nine or eighty eight or something. It's cool. like a. It was Mishmash, by, yeah. yeah, it was done by Mastertronic. It was on a it was on a, a budget label. Oh, budget. Yeah, mm. it's not good at all. Not good at all. Mm. And it's a shame because the CC4, if, if the Atari Epic version was that good, the CC4 could do the same. So yeah, we yeah. need we need someone to uh, to do that. I remember I remember speaking to Jim Bagley. He asked, he goes, oh, what what home ports should I do next? I go, do Bosconian. So yeah, yeah. It's been a while now, so I don't think he'll do it, but um, I would love to see <laughs> that in the C64. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Next. Morgan okay, Jones again. Yeah. Good old Morgan. Thank you. Um, another side scroll and beaten up is frequently ignored is Golden Axe Revenge, Death, uh, Revenge of the Death Adder. Never saw any arcade personally. Uh, me neither. I never saw any arcade as well. Mm. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a pretty game, but I just I think I gravitate towards part one more in the arcade. I do mm. actually prefer Golden X two on the Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. I find I find this one to be a little bit um, overwhelming. I think there's too much going on, but it is mm. a very gorgeous game. I think too. Mm. Yeah, I actually really like this game. It's I did see it in the arcade, but I think it was towards that area of the arcades dying out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I did I did see it late on there, and um, I didn't give it a lot of time, but. With Mame, I've been able to appreciate it a bit more. Actually, I have played all the way through it, um, not on one credit, on a lot of credits, uh, just to get through the game and enjoy it a bit more, understand it a bit more. But um, yeah, it's a, it is a great sequel, I think, and um, I like the uh, the fact that it, the um, it's got the kind of sprite scaling of characters coming yeah, in and out of the screen yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, because you can like go up as well, isn't it? Like you can, you can kind of scroll up yeah. through into certain sections. It's got elements of the original in there, which is a nice little nod to it as well. But I'm, I'm kind of with Daz. I think it's um, the graphical grunt's really nice, but I think the original takes a bit of beating mm-hmm. overall. It's just got that little bit more polish, and the, and the music's a little bit more classic, I think. But it, I reckon it's a like you say it is a it's not it's not uh, it doesn't get the attention it should. But it is coming out, isn't it, on that um, little Sega Astro City yeah, it plugin? Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, the first time it's ever going to get a release outside of the uh, the arcade. So that'll be be interesting to see how they handle it, uh, Morgan. If uh, we can, the the general masses can get their hands on it, cool. All right. Who do you have next? 
So we've got Darren Doyle next. Uh, that's the name that rings a bell, Dad. Yes, it does. Yeah, good old Darren. Thanks for uh, yeah. chipping in. <laughs> oh, that first game okay. he's, he's said. Oh, wow. <laughs> so here are some wacky coin-ups for you yeah. guys. So so Puli Ruler, we've got The Last Bar Fighter. <laughs> I reckon he's making these up. No, no, no. I'm only joking, I'm only joking yeah. Darren. I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, Boonga, 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 Boonga. <laughs> yeah, this is a classic. Snacks and Jacksons, Exterminator, Mobile Suit Gundam, Bonds of the Battlefield. Something there for all the family. <laughs> so now look, I know Puli Ruler. That's a, but that's, that's, where, that's, but that's where my that's where my experience of these games, uh, Darren, ends. So Puli Ruler is something that I downloaded for the Saturn. Uh, now I've got this uh, Fandangle chip in it. Um. Which is a pretty crazy Japanese game. See, what the hell's um, going on with that? <laughs> it's a, it's a cute, it's a funny game. I mean, yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to get it translated to see how crazy it is. But uh, if the graphics told you the story, the story would be all over the place. Yeah, you can play the arcade <laughs> version. It's in English. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty mental game. Side-scrolling Taito game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Taito. It's a, a yeah. fighter. It's a beat 'em up. It's a beat 'em up, yeah. yeah. It's a beat 'em up, yeah. You're you're a young lad with an old flat cap, um, yeah. yeah. There's some weird shiz going on, yeah. yeah, yeah. At one stage, on stage two, I think there's a guy in a in a uh, sumo suit, yeah, uh, with his butt butt sticking out of the screen. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're going to get in this game, guys. Yeah, it's, there's, there's um, other bits in there where you're not going to mention. It's just I think it's a bit yeah, too dirty there. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Uh, any other but, game that I've heard of there is Exterminator, which is you're an exterminator. You got to kill bugs. It's actually mm. quite a good game. It's like a shmup in your hand. Yeah. You got to shoot lasers out of a finger. Yeah. It's strange. Is it like I'll be bug? Yeah, I'll be bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's actually quite, it's quite fun. But, We're playing don't, on the C64. Don't, don't stop the, listening to the podcast, yeah. guys. I won't do any more of those. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a delayed. That was a delayed reaction. It was. It was. I was going to remember which one it is. Much deserved delay reaction. Okay, let's go next. I thought we were going to be here all day, eh? Uh, ben, yeah. uh, ben, Banasik. Good old Ben. How are you, yeah. mate? Yeah. Uh, what a surprise! Columns two. We all know <laughs> columns two. We know how columns works. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> all right, Ben. Okay, yeah. so we've got. Um, after Darren and Ben, we've got Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey uh, Sinclair. He said, Insector X, Jeffrey, we have we have covered that game, mate. So, yeah, we we're on the same wavelength there. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you, uh, I hope you like uh, what we've talked about it, mate. And if you've got anything else to add, please feel free to, yeah. Uh, Jay Drury, uh, Night Slashes. That's a really interesting fighter that came out probably when arcades were about to die. Hmm. Mm. Graphically, it's beautiful. And I know you've played it recently, haven't you? Yeah, I just downloaded it actually yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's only available on the uh, US uh, game e- eShop game store at yep. the moment. It's on discount. So uh, if you listen to this podcast and get on there quickly with a US account, you might be able to pick it up for $1.99. But um, yeah, I've only played the first few levels of it, um, uh, Jay. But uh, 
It's a yeah, it's a great looking game. It's definitely kind of the era where I kind of fell out of the arcade scene, I think. So uh, I missed a few beauties there, and uh, it's nice to come back and see him many years later. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like okay, you fight uh, Frankenstein, you know, in a, one of the first couple of stages in different forms, and yeah, it's got a bit of a ghouls kind of uh, monsters type thing going on. It's a lot of com. Quite a few comedy animations in there. It's, uh, it's a fun little uh, take on the beat em up side scrolling beat em up scene. Hmm. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh, hmm. no. Go for it. Next one. Okay, so what else have we got? We've got David Hearn with Flying Shark. Yeah, we covered that one uh, already. Yeah, we have covered Episode Flying 39. Shark. I love Flying Shark. That is a game that the music. It's still in my brain from mm. being a kid, young kid. You know, I played that in the kebab shop <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> Stuffing my face with kebab and chips, greasy fingers, <laughs> slapping the slapping the buttons on flying shot. Loved it. Lift all your greasy, dirty, <laughs> freaking hands all yeah. over it. Uh, they're like, they're like, tag, Sean, can you please stop doing that? No, <laughs> hey, oil over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Flying shots. Bloody hard game. I've played yeah, that recently. And you know what? I don't know how much money I must have lost on that as a kid. Yeah. It's a, it's not a, not an easy game to play, but it's a great, great looking, great sounding game. It's fun. The Cidic Spectrum version. Um, very good. Uh, hmm. Troy Chandler, Slap Fight. I love this game. Same here. I love it. I still, I still can't believe it's one of the only rare games that I can beat you at. <laughs> we did at my house. We did. We did, we did challenge. play it, and he smashed me at it. Yeah. No, oh, I'm not happy. Not happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's rare that Slap I can beat you at a game. Good. Slap Fight is a great game. It's, it's called a... Alcon in America for some crazy oh, really? reason. Oh, okay. But I love the C64 version of this. It's I, I love the art. I love the arcade. And when I managed to get dodgy, I don't know if I had the original. I might have had the original on a little single tape. Okay. Um, uh, by Imagine, but um. Slap Fight was a great game. I love that on the C64. And uh, it was like playing the arcade at home. I know it wasn't quite there, but uh, it was a cracking cracking game. We need, to do, we need to do this game. I think. Yeah, it's a great game, Slap Fight. I yeah. love it. It's the music, when you get to the bit where you've, um, you've got homing missiles and uh, you've got this stage of little tunnels where you can only kill the enemy at the little cross points of the tunnels. When the music kicks, it kicks in on that that part of the level. I just it gives me sh- tingles down tingles. the spine. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, next one. All right. So we've got Brendan Randall, the speed rumbler. I had to. Sounds I had like, to check sounds, this sounds one. like a sounds like a, a, a like a washer dryer, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um, I had to check this one out. Because I've never heard of it before. No, I've not heard of it. Um, it looks really cool. Um, it's by Capcom. It's sort of oh. like a... looks like It's like Commando, but in a car. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's not um, the guy... The uh, Is it the licensed speed racer, is it? No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. No? It's, it's, like, it's no. like a Commando or Mercs in a car. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll give that one a go. Thanks for that one, uh, Brendan. That's a good one. Uh, Eric Mills says Carnival. That's an old Sega shmup from memory. Uh, very early, 
like early 80s. So yeah, that was uh, that came on the Atari 2600 and the ColecoVision as well. And hmm. lucky last. Let's go for it. John Ebbs. Hang on, John. iRobot. Never played it. I know I've heard of it, but never played it. Never mm. played it before. I haven't played it, actually. I'm very much aware of this game, uh, John. It crossed the classic arcade community. It is a very, uh, very, a very good game, I believe. Yeah, just not something I've ever played, mm. unfortunately. 1983 uh, by Atari, too, and it's all 3D. Mm. Mm. And it, it hasn't got Will Smith in it, has it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh... <laughs> 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 pretty sure it didn't yeah that's right uh but no i haven't played that one uh john just want to want to give a go that so many people do people do talk about it in the classic gaming mm. scene but um it's one that still escaped me that's it so oh thanks for all the feedback there's yeah a hell of a lot of feedback there and uh some some great uh games to check out i think so mm. uh, we'll, we'll try them out that's and that's it. We're done. All right. So that was our A to Z. L. With a bit of a U turn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We threw a curveball in there to see yeah. if he's going to pick it out. But I picked it's it out. Check if you, you guys were listening or not. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Okay. Al, any shout outs, my friend? Um, I'll, I'll give a fun. shout out to um, Forever Arcade on Facebook, which mm -hmm. is uh, Jay Jury's um, uh, Facebook page. It's a great, great uh, community over there. So um, please go and check that out. Go and give uh, Jay's page um, Forever Arcade a like. Go and get involved in it over there with him. He's very kindly posting um our podcasts on there yeah, as well every month and things like that. It's really good. Every, you know, many, many uh, posts a day. He's got def different themes that he goes through um, every day and every week. And uh, there's a great uh, community over there with um, game developers, game artists and things like that who are also um, part of that um, part of that kind of account. So uh, yeah, go and give him a check out, give him a like, please. And um let him know you've um, you've found him through the OK Perfect uh, page, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Um, Daz, any uh, any points from yourself? Shout outs, obviously, to Gary Arnett for his uh, yeah. awesome work for his avatars that he does for us. So thank you so yeah. much. We've we've been making him pretty busy lately. So yeah. and he doesn't complain. He's such a good bloke. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to the Get to the Chopper crew. I think he's he's great. That page is great. Uh, big shout out to um to Andy Goodoy as well. Good yep. bloke. Um, also, Retro Asylum. Yes, Retro Asylum as well. I mean, yeah. there's heaps, yeah. Retro Asylum, yeah. um, yeah. 10 Pence Arcade guys, uh, yeah. Maximum Power Up, the RD Boys. We did a Isolation Domination uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was last week, actually, or the week before. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah last week. Yeah, yeah, you joined us. I did, yeah. yeah. I was a virgin. I was a virgin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did our big quiz on there. That went really well. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, and also a big shout-out to this and that gaming podcast as well. Yeah. My, my co-host there, Mark and Dave. So check us out there if uh, you into your uh, gaming news. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you to the patrons as well for as your always. ongoing support. 
So it's much appreciated. I'm sure you're going to... Um, I'm sure you, your support uh, doesn't go unnoticed and it really helps us to keep everything yep. going as far as the technology that we use and so on. So big thanks to you guys. And with that, that's it. Yeah, I look forward to our next... Uh, our next, our second part of the A to Z, that's yeah. maybe I'll even mix it up a little bit to see if you know it. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god I love it. I'll start with Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank god, we uh, we, we're passionate about what we do, but we don't mind be, making the odd mistake. Ah, yeah, it's mate, all it's part okay. of being human, isn't it? It's yeah, all part of the it. fun. Ah, gotta take uh, the piss out of yourselves, too. <laughs> And I'm not going to edit that. I'm not going to fix the order. Right. It's staying oh, that way. That, that is staying. Yeah. That's staying. In a few years' time, we'll be we'll still talk about yeah. the uh, the special A to Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. It's the RK Perfect podcast version of A to Z. So there you go. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so All much right. for listening in and the support. Yeah. Adios. Thanks, everyone. See you again. Bye. Bye.